0: Hey, hi guys. How are you today? Okay, I hope you don't mind me preaching barefooted. Uh, my my shoes a bit gross, la. Okay, yeah. As 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 John said, we are we are continuing the hashtag struggle series or the struggle series. Uh, li- what is it? Je- well, finding Jesus in a selfie-centered world. And um, I think we already had two sermons on this series. John preached uh, first on contentment and then on relationships. And today, what we'll be talking about is authenticity. Um, and it's really all about uh, like contemporary issues, how we deal with the media, internet, social media, and, and what it means for us as Christians. Um, so today, today, actually, how I want to start, uh, and yeah, my topic is, my sermon title is Are You For Real? Because, like I said, we're talking about authenticity, we're talking about being real. And, and how I want to start today is um, I want to talk about something I, I I saw on the internet uh, not too long ago. Uh, it, it's quite quite. It's, I thought it's quite relevant. It's quite interesting, and it's it's really about it's about these wedding photos. Uh, I, I know you all don't care about wedding. Don't worry, I'm also not looking uh, for a wedding. So, um, but it's about these wedding photos, and it was very interesting because it was a it was a Daily Mail article where we were they were talking about them. Um, they were sort of giving a behind the scenes look at some of these wedding photos. And these were wedding photos that were taken by this guy called Chris Chambers. And and yeah, I thought it was quite interesting because it, it went to show. And, and let, let me just show you what I mean. So I don't know whether some of you saw this article on, on Facebook or on your social media, but it, it showed some of the these wedding photos that Chris Chambers took. And like there's, there's stuff like like this, which you can see is a really nice shot, very well done um, like there's that whole like atmosphere. The sky looks great, and everything is fantastic. But, but really, what happened? What it is? It also showed you sort of what made that shot, and it was this, where where you see like this guy, the f- photographer is just in the mud. Mar- not not as glam as as the initial shot, or or maybe there's a shot like this, very beautiful, in front of a castle, and you can see that fantastic lake over there. Except that it's not really a lake; it's it's just this uh, puddle of water. And then this is my favorite one, where where the wedding couple is in this uh, very green and lush surroundings uh, with trees and 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 water and a sunset. Except that the green and lush surroundings are really your car park next door. And and you can see again that 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 fake feco is there again with the puddle of water trying to pretend to be a lake, and and so so what's my point in, in, in showing you these pictures and and stuff like that? I think the point that I want to make is really a lot of things that we see on the internet. What you see on the internet is often not the complete picture. Do you agree? What we see on the internet is often not the complete picture and i'm sure we've all had our own experiences with this um maybe maybe you see an ad on the internet or something and you hey that's quite cool and then you go and buy the product and the product is quite sweet or something like that, you know it's like okay sorry my 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 dialect is not so good and and i think i think one of the things that is very common with is actually food uh you know like you're surfing the internet and then like suddenly there's this pop up and you get like oh kfc and this nice, juicy, big piece of chicken is there, and then you start craving for KFC. So like, die-die, that night, you go down to KFC, you order the two-piece chicken meal, and auntie give you is like one small piece of chicken, like, and, and after that, you still need to go and eat at McDonald's and, and, and stuff like that. So, a lot of the times, what we see on the internet is not the complete picture. And, and that might sound quite duh, but honestly, it is something that we... We sometimes don't act like it. We often take what we see on the internet as the gospel truth. Uh, whether it's Wikipedia, when you go there and you like use it for maybe even your projects. It must be correct. It's on, on Wikipedia. Or when we see, like you hear, I don't know whether you do this, like you hear about this person, like maybe a mutual, or your friend's friend, or some, some, some person, and you go and look at their Facebook page. And then you take their Facebook page to be them, the complete picture of them. Or, or for us who start working uh, LinkedIn, we like to go to LinkedIn. Uh, when I was back practicing, all the lawyers want to quit their jobs, so they're always trying to look for new jobs. And then they'll go to LinkedIn and they'll see, oh, wow, look at this guy. He like went from this job to this job, and then now he's here. And, and again, we take their profile, we take what is on the internet about them to be the complete picture. And, but the reality is that it's not. And why is it not? I, the reason... I think, is that the internet as a medium allows us to filter what we put on it. You know what I mean? It allows us to filter what we put on it. I'm not talking about like Instagram filters or Snapchat filters here. I mean, that is part of it. Just like um, our photographer here who obviously edited the shot and stuff like that. These filters, you can edit the shots, you can edit the photos you put up and, and in that way you control what you put up. But from the Simple fact that you can choose what you upload onto the internet and what you don't upload onto the internet. That allows you to filter what you put onto your profile or whatnot. So often what you get is often a very nice and rosy picture of yourself. And I'm sure you know what I mean. But let me just give you an example from my my own life. Um, about a month ago, I went for a friend's wedding in Bali. So he was holding like this kind of destination wedding. And, um, and yeah, so I flew down. Um, and if you have me on Instagram or you, I don't know if it was on Facebook, you would have seen my, some of my pictures that I took there. Um, so this is, this is one of it. Uh, I, you can see the batik shirt, but it's a different batik shirt. I bought them together because I couldn't decide which uh, color to get. And so I decided to buy both. Um, and obviously you can see that guy next to there is my friend. He's not the groom. But it's obviously where I got inspired to start growing my beard out. So, so yeah, and, and it's a really nice shot. I, I I think it's a nice shot, and and part of the reason I took the shot is because I was very proud of this batik shirt that I got, uh, and and that's because there's a story behind it. You see, because the the wedding was over the weekend, and I flew in on Friday. I took leave on Friday. Oh no, sorry, I, f- I took leave on Friday, but I flew in on Thursday night, right after work, and obviously I was rushing after work. Uh, forgot to bring my suit to Bali to the wedding, and and just as it is obviously the the wedding the the dress code is formal, and so I'm like okay what am I going to do now? All I have is like jeans and T-shirt and all these things, uh, so I, I had a few choices right. One one choice is of course to go and buy a suit in Bali, but it's the weekend, shops are a lot of shops are closed, and whatever suit is available is going to probably cause a bomb. So then I had this brainwave. Why not we just go dress traditionally? Because traditional wear is always like the free pass, right? <laughs> like, like you go there and I tell you, hey, this is my Indian outfit. It's like my formal wear, where I'm from. You're not going to argue with me, right? You'll just take it as it is. So I'm like, okay, let's do this Indonesian thing. So I went hunting for batik shirts. And so yeah, so I thought it was a great idea. I was very proud of it. I was very proud I managed to do this. And so I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'm just going to remember this moment. I need to take a picture, and this was the picture I took. But the thing is, the thing is that I was so proud of it that I actually wanted to take a picture earlier, back when I bought the shirt and I was in my villa. It's just that it didn't really go as I wanted it to. So, (laughs) and, and all it gets bad to worse, I, I don't know what I'm doing here, and, and so so at the end I just gave up. I gave up. All right, and, and I think I'm gonna to have to look at this picture for a while. Okay, and so so the thing is that it um I gave up and and but but what am I trying to show you? Oh, the the point I'm trying to make is obviously I didn't go and post all these photos onto Instagram. I filtered out what I wanted to post, and I I just posted the good stuff. So that, that that's what I mean by by filtering, and 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 of course I'm not what I'm I'm not trying to say that we should all go and po- post all these like ugly photos of us um, on Instagram and and stuff like that. But but what the point that we we need to understand is that when we realize that the internet is does not show the complete picture, that a lot of what is on the internet is filtered, is to realize that. I think last week we spoke earlier, two weeks ago, Joanne spoke about it. More and more we are using the internet, we are using mobile phones, we are using technology to communicate, to put our lives out there. And because of the fact that this technology allows us to filter stuff, our lives are becoming more and more filtered. The way we interact is becoming more and more filtered. And what does this mean? What's the implication of this? I think I can at least think of two things. And one was something that we already covered. Um, the first thing is, when, when we have all these filtered images, these filtered profiles, and, and, and these incomplete pictures on the internet, and we are, we're interacting over the internet, the first thing we, of course, do is we see other people's, this, this nice and good pictures without realizing all the bad stuff, and then we start comparing ourselves to them. And that was what Joanne covered in the, the first uh, sermon of this series, about contentment, about comparisons. And that, that sort of deals with how we respond to the content that we see on the internet. Today, what I want to look at, today what, we are going to talk about authenticity, and what that is about is how we ourselves put content and, and stuff on the internet, and how we filter our lives to sort of depict an image that we want people to see. So So that's what it's really about. And... And... And I think we'll, we'll look at that closely. And, and really today, my sermon, in terms of the takeaway, I think it's going to be quite simple. It's, it's really just going to be one point that I want to make. And, and that is this, that we need to focus on our identity, not our image. We need to focus on our identity and, and not our image. And, and what, what this means, um, that's what we're going to look at today uh, as I go through the sermon. Um, so, let, let's start with this idea of authenticity. And, and we use this word a lot, authenticity. We use it very loosely, we use it very liberally. We often say that we want authentic relationships, we want authentic worship, we want authentic lives. What do we actually mean? And I'm going to suggest that if you ask me, what authenticity is really about is, authenticity is when our image is aligned with our identity. It is when our image is aligned with our identity. And, and I'm not sure whether you understand what I mean by this. It, it might sound uh, quite chim, it might sound quite... Um, yeah, it, you might not quite get it, but it's actually very simple. And, and to illustrate that, let me go back to my favourite peko leko. Okay? Um, you see, what we have here at the bottom of the screen, that is not a lake, that is a puddle. Alright? It's 100% puddle. There's no shadow of doubt it's a puddle. It is identity. It's a puddle. Okay? It's a puddle. But what it is trying to do in that image over there is trying to pretend to be a lake. Okay? Do you see that? So, I mean, of course, it is not pretending to be a lake. The the, the photographer is making it be a lake, but the idea is there. It is projecting an image of itself that is a lake. And that's what I mean when your image... That that you're a lake is not aligned with your actual identity. That you're a puddle, all right. So 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 that's what we mean by authenticity. Your your image should be aligned with your identity, and and it's just, it applies to all all the things we talked about. Authentic relationships. It's when the way you relate to people, the way you interact with people, stems from who you are inside, rather than from some sort of facade you put just to impress that person. That that's what. It, it really means uh, authentic worship. Again, we just now saying heart of worship. It's about worship that comes from the heart. Um, it is, it is about, it's about really it coming from who we are, from our identity, from understanding that who we are in Christ and just flowing out of our heart. Um, and authentic lives are, are really lives that we live, uh, the, the way we present ourselves to the world, to our colleagues, to our friends is really. Consistent with who we are down inside. And that's what I mean by having our image aligned with our identity. And the thing is that we so that's authenticity. The problem is that in the internet age, we are having more an increasing number of people instead of like aligning their image with their identity, they are now becoming concerned. With their image quite apart from the identity, they they want to project. They feel that they need to project a certain image about themselves uh, to other people. And because, like we said, the internet allows you to control that image, they they're able to do that. Um, I mean, maybe you, you, you know cases of this, but like you've always got, I mean, people who who are say just you know just constantly wanting to post pictures of them at the hippest locations, at the cafes, at parks. I have a friend who who when she she goes for dinner and like we, we go to like say a restaurant or, or cafe or something, she spends almost half the meal just like editing the photo, um, liquefying, making the chin look smaller, those sort of things. And 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 yeah, it, it, you know, you, you want to get that perfect picture that people see, which is edited, which has a nice filter, which has a nice caption, which has a nice hashtags, also that you will impress people around you. Or maybe, maybe you are like the gym nut, you know? You always go to gym, then you go and like keep taking gym selfies. Then your whole Instagram is full of gym selfies, and you just want to show the whole world why wow, I'm so buff and and uh, I'm going to the gym and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe you are like that that person who who's always sounding very spiritual. On Instagram, who every post is really supposed spiritual or got a verse? Got all this oh, whole day, every day, just really about Jesus Christ. The whole time until until I read your Instagram already, I get slain. I start speaking in tongues. <laughs> That's how. I, <laughs> so, so, so there these guys so oh look at me. I'm very spiritual, and your Instagram feed is really all about all about that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you cannot have an Instagram feed like that. I'm not saying you cannot post like uh, a caption that is a verse, or you cannot post your, your your. I mean, we all do it, right? We all when we go to a cafe, we take. But I think the key question we have to ask ourselves is why are we doing what we are doing? That that is really the crux of the matter. Are we doing it because we are looking to impress people? That we are we are trying to get an audience, and we are we are just catering to, to all those people, our friends, or those who are following us? Or are we doing it because it's, it's really an authentic experience and you just want to share it with the world? Or, or you, you, you want to encourage people through the verses, through the images? You want to encourage people? I don't know, maybe you take all the gym selfies so you encourage people to also go to the gym or something like that. Or maybe you just take selfies because you think, everyone see your face, then you, you, they be encouraged. I don't know. If, if that's the case, then you probably got other problems. But... But but the question is really why are we doing what we are doing? Um, why are we taking um, all these photos uh, and stuff like that? And and I mean, let's be honest. If we look at it, it, it's not it's not black and white, right? Most of the time, just like most things in life, we do things with multiple motivations. So we do things with, with a with a different with with multiple motivations. We do things not just for one reason but for a few reasons. So sometimes, could it be that, yes, on the one hand, there's part of you that is posting images that is there to encourage people, that is there to... But at the same time, you're like, ah, yeah, but I must make it in such a way that people are also impressed by it, the way where you're trying to to control, to to manufacture that image. And and it's normally quite... Um, it, normally, there'll be two sides to it. There'll be different reasons why uh we 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 do wh- why we why we act the way we do why the way we why we post stuff on instagram uh that we do and and this really goes down sorry to the point that that we we are nowadays more concerned with our image than our identity um, and yeah, so again, the point is not that we don't post these images, but I think what I would like us to do is really to just reflect why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we posting this stuff? What is driving our actions on social media? Are we doing it because it is tied to a genuine motivation? Or are we doing it because we are just trying to create a social media moment? And I read a very uh, story recently, which was quite tragic, uh, about a girl, a 23-year-old girl, who went to Florida and she died there and i'm not sure if uh any of you know this girl do any of you know her okay that, that's, that's um, good uh if you do know her uh, i'm sorry condolences to you um but yeah and she she went there and what and the worst tragic is how she died cuz basically she was going in in florida there this there's this park uh i think i can't remember the name uh or uh, it's Lake Jessup, and, and it's actually an alligator breeding ground, so there, there are a lot of alligators in this area, and this is really their natural habitat. And for some reason, she was walking along the Broadwalk. there are a lot of people along the Broadwalk, and so alligators won't come to the Broadwalk, but there's one like a bit of a distance away, just lying there. And she decided for some reason there would be a good idea to go to the alligator and take a selfie with the alligator. And obviously, the, I don't know, the alligator didn't want to take a selfie. So the, the alligator just attacked her immediately and dragged her into the water, and it was like, no chance. And and really, the question is, why? All for one selfie? For that social media moment that, that you, you want to have? And, and in a way, this is an extreme example, but it is really, I, I think increasingly we are seeing a lot of, Of the way we act and to be driven by similar motivations of creating that social media moment. And and it's it's quite insane. And it's quite insane. And now the thing is that even though I say that, look, the internet nowadays, we are increasingly becoming more concerned with our image uh, than our identity. The reality is also that this concern with the image, this whole thing, has been around for a long time. It's not Internet thing. The internet facilitates it. It didn't start it. Um, and and people have been manufacturing and creating an image that they want the world to see for a very long time. Uh, some people do it through the things that they buy. You know? You know, the, they, they, they want to get status symbols. You know what status symbols are? They are things that you buy to show that you're powerful, that you're to be respected. And, um, and I... Uh, Recently, had this. Uh, I was looking for a car, actually, for a while. Now, I'm not looking for a car anymore. Uh, that's a long story, not important. Um, but for a brief while, I was looking for a car. And, and when I look for a car, I usually go to this particular friend of mine who's a bit of a motorhead. He's an expert on cars. This guy, uh, he's an expert on bikes. So, so he started with bikes. Uh, he, he's the type that will go uh, on weekend trips on his bike from Singapore to South Thailand, uh, Travelling on the North-South Highway at 200km per hour. And and you should not do that. And and um, and yeah, so this guy, he's a real motorhead. He really loves engines. He really loves cars. He really loves motorbikes. And I so I'll go to him for technical advice. But I always have to be ready that when I go to him with a budget car in mind, like a Honda or a Mazda, for one whole long lecture about how I shouldn't be driving a budget car, and I should be driving a BMW like all the other lawyers that are our friends. And, and he'll just go on and on, and then finally I'll get the advice I want. And it, it strikes me as it's ridiculous. Why is it that we are so concerned about status, so concerned about image, so concerned about whether people will see us in a particular way? Or at least I thought that he was being ridiculous until I reflected upon it, and, and I realized while buying like going through my car shopping experience, that actually I'm not that much different. It's just that it's sort of same-same but different. You see, because um, some time ago, like I think last year, uh, this was not even when I was I was just tra- uh, trying out cars, because I also like cars, and I tried this car called a Toyota 86. Uh, I don't know whether you know of it. Uh, it's one of those cars that came out in this Initial D movie. I think it's called like... AE Palio or something like that. Uh. Yeah. So it, it, it's quite a, it's Toyota Sports version of a car. And I really, really liked it. Uh, I liked the drive. I liked the feel of the car. I liked how it looked. But I didn't I didn't get it. And I didn't want to get it. And I, and I told myself why. It was not because of really the price. Because it's not that expensive. And, and I, I could afford it. And when I looked and I thought about it, I realized that the real reason I didn't get it, the number one factor, was I was thinking to myself, hey, if I drive this flashy car to church, uh, what would people think? And and it's the same, and I have talked to pastors and stuff like that, and, and they, they actually face these type of same problems as well, and, and it's the same idea. It's the same thing as what my friend is doing, except that we are, all, we are trying to create an image about ourselves, except the image that we are trying to create is quite different. Uh, he's trying to create an image that he's to be respected, about, and I'm here trying to create this image that I'm not flashy, I'm I'm humble, and 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 all this, but I still wear batik shirts for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, so, so it's it's, and yeah, so the thing is that really this whole thing about preoccupation with our image is not it's not something new, it's not something new, and and and, and I'm talking about like buying things, and of course you guys might might not. Be looking to buy a car anytime soon. I hope. Uh, if not, I'll be very jealous. Um, but it could be other things, like like new phone, new iPhone, the latest iPhone, shoes. Uh, in the US, there are a lot of cases of. Have you heard of like people killing each other over shoes? Uh, it's it's quite common. Like the new Air Jordans will come out, and and one kid can't buy it, and then he really just goes and another kid bought it, and he'll they'll go ahead and kill him and steal his shoes. Uh, it's like you're yeah, a death over designer. Um, and, and, and it's crazy. Uh, and you can just imagine that in, in sometime in the future, these kind of things might happen over technology, over gadgets, and over things like that. And and all to acquire these possessions that are supposed to project a certain image about you, show that you're cool, show that you're hip, show that you're trendy, show that you're powerful, show that you're to be respected. Or, or maybe we... We don't try to control our image through the things we buy, but we try and control our image through how we act. Uh, the, just the way we talk, the way we act, the way we behave uh, to different people, what that would suggest about us. And 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 I would like us to reflect you know, whether this is something that, one way that we, we seek to control our image. You know, maybe you want to show everyone that you are really... YOLO and happening and, and stuff like that. And so, so you have a lifestyle where you're just showing everyone every day that you're going and doing all these fun stuff. Uh, you're hanging out with your friends. You're, you're going on trips. You're going to places and stuff like that. But in reality, you're just burnt out and, and tired and struggling and stressed out about all your schoolwork and all your CCAs and, and you just can't keep this up. Or, or maybe uh, you want to project this image that you're a bad boy. You're like a rebel. You're like a cool kid. And like so you make sure that every time like the teacher says something, you just talk back. You you, you, you toss throw, throw paper balls at him. You make fun of the geeky kid at school. Uh, you you dress in a certain way. You act in a certain way. Also, that people would think, wow, this guy's very cool. This guy is like a bad boy. But in reality, you are concerned that your grades aren't as good you're concerned, you always feel guilty when you come to church about your about like your parents being disappointed. Maybe that's you. Or maybe you're like and we all have a friend who's this. Maybe you're like a closet mugger. And like you 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 care about your studies but then like you don't want people to know that you're studying so they seem like everything very easy or you just come to the exam happy happy then easy already and and but actually you just go home and mug. I mean, not not everyone who is studious is like this, but maybe that's... Or maybe, again, you you are trying to be like that spiritual boy or spiritual girl who who is just always... Their spiritual life is A-OK. It's perfect. It's nice. When really, deep down inside, you're struggling with... You're having all these spiritual struggles that you're not telling anyone about. And all of this is examples of how we may act in a way that is unauthentic that is, or rather that is just focusing on the image that we are creating rather than the identity of who um, we are. And and before I go on to my next point, I just want to clarify a few things because I think this topic of authenticity to me is actually quite a challenging one. It's quite a nuanced topic. Uh, that means there are like many shades uh, to it. And I want to clarify that I'm not trying to say a few things. And the first thing that I, I want to clarify is that um, I'm not trying to say that just because you should be authentic, you should go around and purposely behave badly. I mean, I know there are some people who, who like to say this, they'll like go around and then they'll like just curse and swear and do their own thing. And then when people ask them why they do it, they say, hey, I'm just being myself. That, that, that's not really what authenticity is about, you know? Like, or, or, or maybe like you like will go like, hey, you're them uglier." And then like when 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 he's crying, and then you're like, uh, yeah, I'm just telling you this it is, man, you know, keeping it real that that that's not what authenticity is about that's what being mean is about okay you It doesn't mean that just because you're being authentic, you have to be mean why because you, that, when you are authentic, you can still be improving yourself, you can still be striving to be a better person, and you can be authentic about that, you know. You can be authentic that you're imperfect, that you're on this path that you're trying to become better. You might mess up a few times, but you're trying to be better. And, and, and um, we were playing basketball, a few of us, a couple of months ago. I think Joseph was there. Matt Eng was there. I don't think Joshua, Joshua had come yet. And uh, we were playing basketball. There's this kid that joins us. Uh, his name is Oba. Uh, I think he's from Af- Africa, right? Uh, I can't remember from where. And he's a kid, like, maybe 12, 13. And he'll come, and he's quite short. And he's super annoying. Okay? He's super annoying. He'll just talk smack the whole time, boss everyone around. Oh, I cannot take it. And I really couldn't take it. And, like, during the game, I just snapped at him. And I just flung the ball at him and then started shouting. And am I proud of what I did? No. But I, I know that, look, I'm not perfect. I, I will mess up now and then. And I take it in the stride, and I try to do better. That, that, that's what it is. I reflect upon it, I try to do better. But it definitely doesn't mean that I just go around, oh, now I'm, oh yeah, actually, by the way, I, I can't stand annoying kids, that says who I am. So every annoying kid I see, I go and, like slap them in the face, right? That, that's not the way you do things. So, so authenticity is not inconsistent with, with trying to improve yourself, trying to be better. Um. The second thing I want to say is that authenticity does not mean and this is quite complex authenticity does not mean that that you have to be fully transparent about your life to everyone okay uh, it's only natural in the way we relate to people that there will be people we are closer to are people we are not so close to and and we share things differently um, it doesn't mean that that you have to go and um, whatever comes on your heart whatever you comes to your head, you just go and tweet it, or you just go and tell people. That's not what authenticity is about. That's why um, because I'm sort of a lawyer, and um, I'm very careful with my words. That's why I'm saying that authenticity is when our image is aligned with our identity. Uh, it's not about your image just being like, completely a reflection, like every single thing you're saying. It's not about transparency. It's about just alignment. So, your image flows from who you are. And, and yeah, that, that that is, that, is, that is the thing I want to say. Doesn't authenticity, sometimes it's quite, it's quite a common misconception that it means that you have to just be completely open to everyone. No one can do that, all right? So that's not what authenticity is about. I hope you understand that, because that, I think, is quite a tricky point. If you don't understand it, you can go and ask your CGLs next week. Pew, pew, pew. All right. Um, and yeah, so so those are the two points I wanted to clarify and having clarified that, let's, let's come back to the, the main thrust of, of what I'm talking about here. And, and the next point I want to make is, so why is it that we are here, like, for ages past, people have been trying to control that image, portraying it to people, and, and trying to earn the approval of people, and now with the internet, we're doing the same thing on social media. If you ask me, the real driving force behind it is fear. We, we are afraid... We are afraid of what people might think about us. We are afraid that people will realize that maybe we are not that cool, that smart, that holy. Maybe we are afraid of rejection. <laughs> Who reject you? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we are afraid that we are not going to achieve that standard... Um, whatever that standard is, that is, that, is that, that is set out for us. So I think, and I mean you might disagree with me, you can discuss it again, um, we focus on our image because of our fear of, of revealing to people who we really are. That's why we put up these uh, filters, that's why we put up these walls. And the point on this that I want to make is actually two things, and one thing I'll just say very briefly. Um, the first thing I want to say is it's actually funny that we might be afraid of of, of being authentic, of, um, of 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 being rejected, because the reality that I found is that when you're authentic, you tend to automatically have deeper connections with with people, and and the reason for this is that we impress people through our strengths, but we Connect with people through our weaknesses. You understand that? We impress people through our strengths and we connect, but we connect with people through our weaknesses. So, yes, it might mean that people might not as many people will go like, wow, this guy is amazing, but it also means that you will have deeper and closer relationships with the people that you're closer to. And and so that that is a point that I, I would like us to think about. I, I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but it's just something to reflect upon. Um yeah, so to think about that. But the point that I want to really talk about today is that if if we are Christian, if we start from the Christian viewpoint, and, and fear is really what is driving us to manufacture these images uh, that we portray to the world, then it is really coming out of a false premise. It's coming out of a false idea. You see... The reality is that we are all imperfect. Do you agree? The Bible says that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And and in the sinner's prayer, we start by saying that, hey, look, um, God, I know that I have sinned. Almost always the sinner's prayer will start that way. It starts with an acknowledgement that we have failed, that, that that we have sinned. and And we all know that. Everyone here has heard that before. The thing is, we all know that a bit too well, I think, sometimes. And, and we don't realize that, that this is actually quite a, quite a revolutionary point. Um, we, we assume that the rest of the world shares the same viewpoint on this with us. But the reality is that they don't. Most of the world do not think that human beings are inherently failures. That human beings are inherently sinners. A lot of the world thinks that we can save ourselves, that we can achieve perfection ourselves. And, and really, Christianity is the only religion that really... And I'm not one that is prone to generalizations. So I, I don't like all these, like, Christianity is the only religion statements, but I do believe that Christianity, Christianity is the only religion where, which starts its teachings with us having to accept that man have messed up, that men have failed and there is no other choice but a saviour. I've spoken to very staunch atheist friends of mine who who hate Christianity, who disagree with a lot of things I say, but they agree with me on this. They, 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 it's very hard to deny that Christianity is really the only religion that has this starting point. And, and, and yeah, so... When we realize that, we realize that the rest of the world really believes that they can, through their own efforts, become perfect. That they can achieve um, perfection, that they can achieve some sort of... Thing. And that is why the way of the world is focused on image because we are, they are still in that mentality that, look, as man, I can become perfect by myself. I'm not a failure. I can't be a failure. I, I, I need to be perfect. And so they project the image where their lives have become perfect. Their, their lives are closer to the perfection. And look at me, my life is so perfect. I'm the perfect guy, I'm the perfect girl, I'm, I'm, I'm like this. And, and that stems from their belief in, 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 the, in humans' ability to be perfect, to save themselves, and, and that, that standard that is set out there. But we know that it's a lie. And, and that's the point that I really want to make. We know that it is a lie. That no matter how smart how beautiful, how handsome, how wealthy, how respectable you are, how nice your Instagram feed looks like, how fantastic your Facebook is, whatever job you have, that deep down inside, behind all that, is a messed up life that needs a saviour. We know that. That's why we accepted Christ. That's why we said, look, Christ, I can't do it myself I've tried, I've tried, and I've failed. And we know that that mess that is behind all this cannot be covered up just by a cool profile or, or cool gadgets or anything like this. We know that it needs a saviour. And and yeah, and, and that's why the Bible says, bring these things into the light. Bring these things into the light. And... So, the question really is, if we have accepted that, if we are Christian and we have accepted that we are all of us, and we have realized that there is a better way, that that whatever we do about attaining wealth and and it's not going to get us anywhere, then why is it that we keep going back to the old way? We have already chosen a better way. Then can we stop conforming to the pattern of this world? Where, where we are just trying to... we are trying You have already said, look, all these things don't matter, but then yet you are like, I, I want to sort of dabble with it, and, and, and it doesn't make any sense. Why is it that we keep going back to the old way? And, yeah, and instead of focusing on our image that we portray to other people who are still trapped in the old way, can we not focus on our identity in Christ that our failures have been made perfect in Him. Paul says that. Paul says, if I am to boast, I will boast about my weakness. It is almost like, you know, Paul, Paul was Saul and he was persecuting Christians. He did a lot of silly things. And it is Paul saying that if he had an Instagram feed right now, he'll go throwback Thursday. Hey, here, look at me. This is me posting. This is me persecuting Christians. Haha, ha, what a fool I was. Who, who is going to do that? It, it takes a crazy man to do that. But it is Paul who admits that he has failed, admits that he's weak, and admits that there is a better way, and we need to keep looking at a better way, not to go back to the old ways of, of empty praise from people, of, of empty things of social media approval, of, of, of status symbols. And the reality is this, that I think when we do go to Jesus, when we do keep our eyes firmly fixed on our identity in Christ, and, and, and by the way, your identity in Christ, I mean, when I say it, I don't mean that that's your only identity. I mean, if any of you get scared by it. Of course, we're all unique, and I, I'm Silonis, I'm a lawyer, and you're not Silonis, and you might not be a lawyer, and we're we all, all different. But I would hope that our identity in Christ is very fundamental to our identity as people, as who we are, because really, that is what when we said the sinner's prayer, it was all about. It was about choosing a better way. And, and if you do choose that better way, and if you stick by that better way, one of the things that I think will happen is that when your image is aligned with your identity, life becomes a whole lot simpler. You see, it's not easy to put up all these facades and all these, these walls and these barriers. Um, it's actually quite tiring, I think. Uh, I mean, don't you find it tiring? Like, to be someone that you're not? And it'll really simplify our lives so much if if we are able to really just be comfortable with who we are and living our identity in Christ. You know, Jesus says in Matthew, um, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. That that is really what he is offering us, and and it's a simple life. It is a life, yeah. It's a simple life. <laughs> and yeah, and and I mean, I, I hope you're not. Um, I mean, I know like there's not many Bible verses here, but um, we'll have that next week. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that that really is the point I want to make. Uh, focus on your identity. Not your image. Do not go back to the old way. You have already chosen something better. It is better. Stick to it. And um, I'm gonna conclude with this uh, pop song. It was a uh, famous sometime back. Sometime back. Uh, it's just I'm just gonna play the audio. Ed Lin's gonna help me.
1: Yeah.
2: I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny
0: from yeah, so that's uh, Jennifer Lopez, J Lo, for those who like don't know, uh, with Jenny from the block. And uh, as I conclude, I'm just gonna invite the musicians onto the stage. They don't have to play play such R and B, but um, yeah, well, they come on stage, and and really, the the reason I I played that song, well, you see, Jennifer Lopez came up with that song at a time when a lot of people were criticizing her for forgetting about the humble roots that she came from, that like they were like, oh, now you're rich and famous, you don't care about all your old friends from the hood. And all these other things, and so she wrote that song and and, and what that song the lyrics are okay that, that's the point I want to make don't be fooled by the rocks that I got now rocks are diamonds or, or jewelry, uh, just educating um i'm still I'm still Jenny from the block, used to have a little now I have a lot, no matter where I go, I know where I came from, and I don't know about jlo I don't know about her life, but That last line I think is key, is really no matter where we go, we know where we come from. Um, No matter how much we have, no matter what job we get, no matter how well we do in our studies, no matter uh, how many likes we get on, on Instagram or Facebook, always remember where we came from. And where we came from was the position of a failure, a sinner who was unable to save ourselves, full of failings, and who had to get his life sorted out by accepting a saviour, Jesus Christ, and, and, and turning to a new way. So, knowing this, let us commit to stick by this better way, and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and not the other things in life. Um, that's my sermon And right now, I would. Right now, I, I would like us to just cl- close our eyes and and bow our heads and enter a time of prayer and and reflection. And I just wanted to take some time to reflect over. To over what was said today um, about your own lives and whether we're really being driven by our identity or by creating an image and seeking approval from those around us. And right now, there might be some of us here today who feel that you have become preoccupied with seeking that approval. You have become Preoccupied with seeking the attention of your peers, impressing the people around you. Preoccupied with your image. And, and God is speaking to you to focus on your identity in Him. If that is you, will you respond to Him today? Will you come forward to the altar and, and have someone pray with you? Let God lift your head and turn your eyes back upon Him. Or maybe some of you are afraid. You hear a message, you know the truth, you know that you want that simpler life, you want to be authentic, but you're afraid of what might happen if people see the real you. Maybe you have been hurt before or what, but you're just afraid of putting yourself out there. If that is you, then we'd like to invite you to respond as well today. And, and let the Spirit of God give you that boldness, that healing, that, 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 that fearlessness to live an authentic life Christ so as the musicians play um, if you feel that you fall into, if God has spoken to you, do not hesitate um, come to the altar and let the spirit minister so let us now uh, respond with a song uh, can you all rise
3: that John Han spoke about identity today. Um, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been working with young people for, for a long time and, and, and I, I really believe that a lot of our struggles stem from us either forgetting or not realizing what God says about us, really what, what our identity is and, and, and it's such a real struggle to be concerned with our image and, and then we forget our, our identity And you know your identity is not something that you craft Or create Or you manufacture Or you manipulate Your identity has been given to you As a child of God It's been given to you You have status You have identity You have position And it's something that no one can take away And it's not something that you can, can filter or, 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 or whatever like you know Adjust or, or, or whatever and, and I really want us to take some time to, to, to think about this. I'm sure we've all thought about this before like who is the real me or like you know, what, 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 what am I really like or, or that kind of thing and, 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 and let's really bring this to God and ask Him to remind you who He says you are. Not, not who you think you are or who, who other people say you are or who you try to be but, but really who He says you are and you know, who, who the Word says you are there's so many truths and promises in the Word of God that tells you, you know, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, you were set apart. You know, you, you have been redeemed by the blood of Christ. You, you are sons and daughters of the Most High. There's, there's, there's so much, you know, and, and sometimes we just forget. And that's where a lot of our struggles stem from. And, and really as we, as we sing that song again let's, let's just meditate on that and just meditate on, on do, we, do we really believe who the Bible says we are who God says we are and you know sometimes some of us we've, we've heard all this for, for years and we just think like yeah yeah Jesus loves me you know yeah yeah I know that but you know it doesn't really transform my life but you know the fact that the Savior loves you changes everything it changes everything about you so so let's let's just think about that. We'll sing a song again. And if you feel that this is something that you that you need to respond to, maybe you've forgotten it. Maybe you, you kinda you know it in your head but but you feel like you, you just can't grasp it and you just can't live it out in your lives and you still struggle with these issues of image and identity. And I invite you to, to just respond to the spirit and, and you know we can have someone pray for you. Or if it's just things that you have forgotten, you just come back to God and allow Him to remind you and convict you of the truths that He has said about your identity. So let's just sing the song again. Let's just think about think about this. And if you need to respond and come up to the. Spirit I pray that right now you just come and fill our hearts God would you come and fill our hearts with a conviction of your truths Father would you come in and convict us of who you say we are that Father we will see ourselves in, in the light of, of, of our relationship with you God that, that God you are our heavenly king you are our heavenly father who, have, who has adopted us as your sons and daughters and father because of what Jesus did on the cross we, we can now be, be called sons and daughters of the king and, and really God I pray that, that, that we will not take this, this position and this status for granted but God would you teach us to live in that moment by moment awareness of this everyday that God you are our, our good father you are our redeemer You are our Savior and our identity is firmly and securely in you that we are loved, loved by the King. So God, would you come and convict us of that, convict each one here of that truth today. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm just going to end with this song.
4: It's who I am, it's who I am. All of your ways To us Love so undeniable Love. Call me deeper still, as you call me deeper still into love, love, love. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. Yes, God, we just want to say that you are the good, good Father, that it is from you that we get our identity. And God, I'm asking that every day it will be a choice we make to abide, to know you more. And from there, we know who we are in you. God, would you strengthen us? Even as we go about our daily lives, Father, would it be a journey of knowing you more, of loving you more, of loving the people around us more? So God, we just thank you for all things. We just say we love you in Jesus' name. So service is next week. See you for cell group.
5: cupcakes are outside go and eat and worship team uh can we gather in front and let's do a debrief thanks happy birthday to Anna we are waiting for you again ¡Gracias! 안 one thing Thank uh-huh. you. since it's pretty all of-
3: like exactly.